Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are concluding our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We're calling this the Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. cannot believe we are at the end of the Disneyagram. Honestly, me either. My brain constantly thinks in jingles and song and whenever I'm trying to think of how do I want to kick things off, I had so many of like the na 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 na, hey. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, let's not do it like that. But I truly can't believe we've made it through all nine. In a way, it kind of feels like this is just what the castle chat is now. It's just the Disneyagram. We've been doing it for so long. Like the intros, the like the researching, it just feels natural. Really? I mean, it's been three months. Yeah, it really has. (laughs) So we're going to have to shift things back in the the next coming weeks so we can bring you guys back to some normal Castle Chat content. But we have really enjoyed this specific series and it's allowed us to think a little bit outside of the box and go maybe we should do more series like this that are very specific yeah we've thought of a few ideas we've got a few tricks up our sleeves maybe for a time in the future but we'll definitely be polling you guys to see what you want to come next but for now we've got a final number to wrap up here oh we sure do we are talking about the enneagram type nine today the peacemaker The Peacemaker is one that is near and dear to my heart because I happen to be married to one. Yeah, I'm married to a two, you're married to a nine. Yes, so we've got a six-two duo and a three-nine duo. There is, if you are ever interested, some information and content that you can find about Enneagram pairings and what um, is healthy for you in your relationship and what is unhealthy for you in your relationship. There is so many different directions we could go with that. So we are going to leave that out of our... Oh, yeah, we we can only go so far in our research. And like we've always said in all these episodes, we are not experts by any means. We just are passionate about the Enneagram. We have done our own research and spent a lot of hours just kind of diving into each of these numbers. But we did not like study this for a living. <laughs> no, definitely not. But that being said, what we have studied, we're happy to let you in on. So Court, why don't you tell the people what the Enneagram is, give them their final refresher on what we're talking about. Okay, I am more than happy to do that. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system. It is similar to a type of, just a personality test that you would take. It is broken down into nine numbers or nine types. And each of those types are based off of your motivations. So a lot of personality tests you take, you kind of figure out like why you are the way you are but not like 
not exactly like why you're doing those things. And this type of testing system is all about the motivations and explains like how all those numbers are related to each other and how we interpret the world and, and manage our emotions. So it is quite a complex personality typing system, but also it is very helpful when learning why people do the things that they do and what motivates them to do those things. Yeah, I think it's easy when you kind of step back and think about kids and they might be acting out, they might be crying, they might be doing something, but why are they doing that? If you don't know why they're doing that, then you can't get them to a better place. So in the same way that you would think about that with consoling children, it's the same for us. We're all just big Disney adults around here and there are reasons that we behave the way that we do. There are things that have happened to us, whether it be in childhood or in our mental development and learning how to process things that cause us to respond to opportunities and threats in particular types of ways. Yeah, I mean, the best way that, that I can describe it is if you, everybody could be a helpful person, but why are you being helpful? Are you being helpful because you want to be seen and loved? Are you being helpful because you want control? There's so many different aspects that can go into why you are helpful. And that's what the Enneagram really breaks down. So that's kind of a general synopsis of the Enneagram. I will say that those nine types are broken down into three subtypes, which are called the heart, the head, and the body types. And this is basically, this explains like these numbers feel things in certain places. So when something big happens in your life, some people feel it in their gut, in their body, or in their head first, or in their heart if they're really emotional. And type nines today, we are rounding out the body type. So these are the people that feel things first in their gut. Yeah, people who are going to respond instinctually rather than emotionally or intellectually. They're just going to go with whatever they're feeling and not have too much mental processing like some of our other types. Definitely. Is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to just the Enneagram or do we want to jump in to talking about type nines? Let's just go for it. Let's finish things out with our favorite peacemaking type nines. Okay. All right. So we're going to break down some of the core aspects of what it means to be a type nine. Some of those include the motives, the fears, maybe the inner child. Um, So we're going to break those down for you, kicking it off with just a general uh, description of nines. Nines are defined by their desire to maintain a sense of inner peace and harmony and to avoid conflict or other emotional disturbances. They are typically agreeable, calm, and easy to be around. Yeah, that is so familiar to me just thinking about the person that I'm married to, but so true. Nines are not going to be people that are rocking the boat, that are challenging you on certain things. They're just going to be agreeable people, go with the flow, and be happy to do whatever the majority wants to do. What is it? I have questions for you because you asked me a few questions when we were talking about Jed, but do you feel like you see a lot of Sam's nine come out and just like just day to day things that you encounter with him? Oh, for sure. We're very, um, we're, we're very different in how we process and how we respond to things. And he is, it's something that, so he actually so kindly responded to our listener prompts that we'll talk about later. But one of those things that we talked about in discussing his nineness was a lot of times for nines, 
their way of responding to things makes it come across like they just don't care. They don't have an opinion and they don't really open up or say things in a way that maybe another type would want to hear it. But truly that seemingly apathetic response is true is honestly them just wanting to make you happy and go with the flow and not kind of ruffle your feathers they're just like yeah I mean I really don't care what we do I just want you to do what you want to do and to me I'm like sometimes I'm like I need you to have an opinion but I feel like our day-to-day we we do run into certain things like that but then also in the same vein he's super go with the flow so if there's something spontaneous that I want to do or something kind of out of the box he's like yeah cool let's do it yeah that's that's super fun that's almost like a little bit of like seven too with having that like FOMO or like it's not well maybe it's not FOMO it's more just like willing to do those maybe spontaneous or impulsive things yeah just generally very open to a lot of different avenues and um sam is happy to sit on the couch he's also happy to without any question get in the car and drive eight hours to disney world (laughs) well that's that's fun to have for sure (laughs) okay let's talk a little bit more about nines here so like you said they rarely rock the boat um but they can be stubborn now in these episodes we've talked a little bit about the strengths and the struggles of each type we want to always like highlight both because it's important to see every aspect of a personality we're human you know we make mistakes and we have struggles and it's important to recognize those so that we can grow and learn more about ourselves so would you say that like the stubborn piece would be the the struggle of the nines for sure i think the nines kind of have this up and down of going with the flow so much that when there's that one thing that they actually do want to do they are not going to budge they're very adamant and stubborn about that one thing because typically there isn't much that they're going to do rocking the boat wise but if you kind of step on an area of their life their beliefs or anything of the sort they're not gonna probably be easily moved off that one thing so it tends to come across or be a general nature of stubbornness yeah i mean i can see that but i I can also see how that can be portrayed as just having like passions and being very passionate about things and saying like this is where i stand and i'm not gonna budge from that yeah which kind of maybe is the like nine wing eight where they're leaning into that being super passionate about something in particular and where the eight maybe is like that all the time the nine has it come up just for a particular thing um so it's it's definitely something that i have seen in sam and i's relationship where there are just some things where he is I can't persuade him otherwise. It's just how it is. And he's stubborn about something. But it's very limited in what those things are. So for the most part, it's, I think, I think nines, because they're peacemakers, peacekeepers, they tend to be people that are pretty balanced. Where I mean, I like that because I feel, I feel very unbalanced as a type six. <laughs> often. Yeah, I think they come in to relationships situations groups of people and they can know what they like and what they believe but also be open and willing to do things because other people want to do them and so I feel like and maybe this is again I maybe have a biased view of this or opinion but I think that they kind of do have that like when they're to themselves when they're by themselves they definitely are able to do things that they want to do but then also step outside of that and be open to doing things um that maybe they wouldn't personally choose or think to do um 
I don't know. I feel like it's nines can be a little bit when you're trying to describe them. I think ambiguous is a good way to like yeah, ambiguity that. is where there's it's hard to describe something that like could go right, could go left, could go up, could go down. Who knows? It's like whatever the wind is doing that day. I feel like that's kind of how Sam is. But I like I like that how you mentioned like you you're not you're not quite sure. But I feel like that can actually cater really well with you as a type three being a big dreamer. If you have a big dream and you come to him and you're like, I know this is like off the wall, but like, what do you think? He might be he might the wind might be blowing in the direction of like, yeah, let's do it, let's go for it, and like together you guys are able to go seek out dreams together and that's really fun yeah I think this is a little bit of a tangent and maybe we're getting a little more personal and off topic but <laughs> um, the the house that Sam and I have bought and lived in was 100% that exact scenario where we were house hunting getting frustrated and I just kind of blew a little whisper of I think this house would be amazing and truly not thinking that it would be something that he would be into or be willing or open to pursuing or or trying to see if it was an option for us and it was I felt like an overnight thing where I said okay I want this 200 year old house and he said cool let's do it and now we live here and it's so cool yeah so I think there is some of that we have a lot of moments of spontaneity and sometimes it can bite us in the butt where we jump into something that we're not really prepared for because I'm a big dreamer and I have a a dream or a thought and Sam just kind of goes with the flow and he's like yeah cool let's do it and then all of a sudden we're like why did we do this (laughs) Um, So ups and downs with that dynamic for sure. But I do think that he allows me to be a big dreamer and have these crazy outlandish thoughts and not feel crazy for doing so. Hey, that's always good to have. For sure. For sure. Okay, so going back into more of the core motivations and their deepest fears. um, Like we said before, nines are motivated for that. They're motivated by peace and harmony. That's what they seek. That's what they want in their lives. But they also want to avoid that conflict and they do not want to deal with those unpleasant emotions like we talked about if I feel like if you're in a conversation with a nine and you want to bring up something of conflict or like bring up something that's maybe on your mind they might retreat into their shell and not want to have a confrontational conversation yeah I think they would be somebody in that scenario where They are open to hearing you and listening to what you have to say, but they're also going to be the person that doesn't have a response and they just nod in agreement. And they're like, okay, mm -hmm, yeah, mm." even though internally they might be feeling not at peace, they want your relationship to be at peace. So they're not maybe going to fight you as much on uh, a topic of conflict. Um, so, and I, maybe the type nines are also in relationships or friendships the first to say sorry because they don't want that conflict or tension. And so yeah, I can definitely see that whenever, whenever you have, whenever you do have conflict, whenever you do have a, a bump in your friendship or whatever it may be, they're going to be the ones that are like, mm, I don't really like this tension. So I'm sorry for whatever it was I did, even if they didn't really do anything and they just want things to get back to being better and being in harmony. What would you say their deepest fear is? So I think that 
nines because they are so go with the flow their deepest fear is not wanting to be so needy um, or ask too much of people in a way that pushes people away so they they just do what other people want rather than asking them to do something for them they just say yes to others so I think that that fear of having people run away from you um, or being pushed away from you is something that causes them to just be agreeable rather than challenge or go against what somebody else around them might be saying. Yeah, I definitely see that. Now, nines as children, they would definitely be viewed as the type of child that would really get along with every single classmate that they have in their class. They're also a great addition to any type of group project. So if you have children yourself and you're trying to figure out, oh, what kind of Enneagram number is my child, then you can maybe, if if they get along well with other classmates and they're great at group projects, and they can see different sides to lots of issues, then maybe your child's a nine. Yeah, I think an interesting descriptor that um, I saw in doing research for the nines is that they have a large circle of acquaintances. Because they say yes to a lot of people, they're agreeable with a lot of people. They have a big circle, but maybe not so many people that are super close. Really, the the people, the opposite would be somebody who has a small circle of really close, deep relationships. The nine has maybe a larger circle of not as deep relationships because they do just want to get to know everyone, be everyone's friend, say yes to everybody, rather than spending specific time with just a few people. And that goes to that. like being everyone's friend in class I don't know that the nine would be the like super popular showy all attention on me type no I don't think that either but they are definitely somebody that is friends with all of the different groups of people in a class rather than just the stereotypical like the jock group the nerdy group whatever they could be friends with all of those yeah they can really fit in anywhere and I'm sure they're viewed as a type of child that's like oh I can have a conversation with them like I know it's not going to lead to anything that's you know full of drama or like they they know that the conversations are going to be easy yeah and because of that they tend to be really well-liked people Yeah, which could lead to popularity. I mean, I know of a lot of people that have a ton of friends. Not sure how deep those relationships are. Maybe they're nines. I think that they're like the subtle popular. Like they're the quiet, cool, collected, uh, like cool cat popular person. Not the loud, like look at me, showboaty kind. Yeah. I think you can crave, um, or not crave, but attract attention in different ways and nines are going to be the people that are really cool and people want to get to know them um sam has been described as a man of mystery um man of mystery by uh, a couple of our friends and it's that like he's cool he's calm he's collected and people want to get to know him but he also isn't he's kind of hard to get to know on a deep level and so I think they attract people's attention in that capacity of like they're really nice friends with a lot of people a lot of people know them but maybe not a lot of people actually know them deeply and so it's intriguing or people are interested Mm -hmm. to get to know them yeah I can definitely see that for sure is there anything else you want to add about type nines Before we move on to maybe some Disney characters. I think we've gone through a lot. They're the calm, cool, collected, friends with a lot of people, well-liked. Is there anything else that we haven't touched, do you think? No, I feel like we've 
described it pretty well. I mean, I'd love to talk about some some Disney characters that perhaps fit this type. Let's Disney gram it up. Let's Disney gram it up. Well, this is the part of our episode where, uh, like I said, we are going to talk about different Disney characters that fit this type. This is based off of just research that we've done online and thinking about just different movies and characters and maybe this character fits this type. So we love to hear what you guys think of these uh, character choices. We've been loving seeing all the DMs that are coming in and just being like, oh, I love that comparison. And what did you think about this person? So um, definitely send those our way. But let's kick it off. Actually, you know what? I'm going to let you kick it off because the one at the top of the list is one of your favorites. Okay. Um, Yes. The first character that we have on our list is the one and only classic Cinderella. Cindy girl. Get it. I think that she is a type nine because she is very have courage and be kind. She just goes with the flow. She has these awful stepmother and stepsisters that come into her home and blow up her life. But she literally just decides to become their maid to not create conflict in the house. She's just like, okay, sure. I'll clean your stuff. I'll sleep in the cellar. I'll do all of this stuff without any hesitation to do so just to keep the peace. And I think that even in going to the ball, she's going with the flow of what the fairy godmother wants for her. Like she wanted to go to the ball and then her stepmother said no and ruined her night. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll stay home. And then the fairy godmother's like, no, you should go. I'm going to do all these things so you can be there. And she says, okay, I'll go, but I'm still going to follow your rules. You said to leave at midnight. So I'm just going to go with the flow. And if midnight's it, then that's it. So I feel like Cinderella is a really good nine. I feel like, I mean, I definitely agree the thing is, is that I didn't see her pop up on any of my research, which is so interesting because as you're describing it, it sounds like she is a very strong nine. Yeah, I didn't really see her either. But as I was trying, to, I was trying to take certain specific descriptors for nines and just close my eyes and think of what Disney character came to my mind. And whenever I read the um, like doesn't rock the boat and goes with the flow and some of those things, I was like, Cinderella kind of does that. Yeah, she definitely fits at that her agenda own, for sure. At her own demise to a certain extent, but it ends up working out for her. So good one. Good one. OK, another super strong nine would be Winnie the Pooh. Winnie. Good old Winnie the Pooh. Man, that is, I mean, I when I think of a type nine, I think of a peacemaker. I can't help but think of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he's all the time like, think, think, think. What do you think? What do you want to do? What, what should we do, Christopher Robin? Okay. Yeah, so, very yeah. go with the flow. He keeps the 100 acre wood in a nice, calm uh, state. Yeah, he's like, we got to we gotta really create a nice, calm aura around this whole circle of life thing. <laughs> Except he's going to be stubborn about his honey. Don't mess with his honey. Right? Which is also part of being a type nine. So I really, like, that one showed up a lot when I was doing some research. And it didn't, well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with another one in the same vein as Cinderella when I was thinking about characters that are go with the flow, but maybe not always in a positive sense. Megra from Hercules. Ooh. She just does whatever Hades says because that's what she's supposed to do. She said that she would be enslaved to him for this boy who tossed her to the side, and she just continues to go with it, even when it means 
messing with Hercules, who she kind of catches feelings for. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's kind of a nine. I mean, going along the same line of this, like, heroine princess vibe. I mean, we got Aurora as well, mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty. She shows up as a nine, similar vibes to Cinderella in the sense that she is very, just go with the flow. And she's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll pick my finger fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like thrown into the woods with fairies so that she isn't harmed. And she's like, cool, I'll be raised by fairies instead of like, my doesn't parents. doesn't question it. It's just like, yeah. I don't really want to deal with the conflict. I'm just going to be raised by fairies. Mom and dad. Mm, it's okay. I'll be fine. Yeah, like, mm, I'm not even, like, questioning. Like, mm, I wonder why I'm here. <laughs> right. She's just happy to be in. The definition of literally going with the flow. Okay. Switching from our heroines to maybe some guys, how about LeFou? He just goes <laughs> with the flow with Gaston, too. I feel like, honestly, when you saying LeFou makes me think of a lot of these Disney sidekicks with their villain or their um, protagonist. They very much are just like, I'll do whatever you say. It's fine. Like, I don't really have an opinion. I'm just here to, like, be your friend and help you out. And, like, whatever whatever works is fine with me. Yeah, I think in LeFou's character arc, especially in the newer live action, you see him start to kind of regret his going with the flow with yeah, Gaston. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not really sure about this. But, like, he doesn't want to deal with the conflict of right. it, right? So he's just like, okay, I'm going to push this feeling down. I'm just going to avoid it. And we're going to be fine. I'm still going to storm the castle and try to hunt down the beast, even though I'm feeling really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that was one I thought of, too. Well, now that I'm, like, really leaning into this go-with-the-flow vibe, I'll, all I can think of is Crush from Finding Nemo. Oh, he is definitely a He's Sam like, type. Yeah, I'm just gonna ride it. the wave. I'm just gonna ride the wave. Well, I mean, Sam does surf, so yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Crush yeah. are similar in that sense, but Crush is totally just totally riding out, just relaxing and ready to take on anything. Yeah, he literally just goes where the EAC tells him to go. <laughs> yeah. like, he is quite literally going with the flow. I think that the he's The flow a, of water yes. through the ocean. He's a great nine. I think another... We have, all, like you said... We have a, a bunch, ton of nines. A bunch of these... Um, maybe uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Supporting characters. Um, how about Genie? Ooh, yes, definitely. He's kind of forced to go with the flow and not have an opinion because he's just supposed to do whatever. He's supposed to just grant wishes. Yeah, he's like, okay, you want power? Cool. Okay, you want this? Fine, I'll give it to you. He does have like a personal desire to be freed, but then when Aladdin says, okay, I changed my mind, I'm going back on my word, he's like disappointed, but okay, fine. So. But it's almost like once he is freed, he still has that hesitancy to like make those decisions for himself because he's very much used to just making decisions for other people. Right. So, yeah, he's kind of a like, I don't know 100% if he's a nine, but kind of fit the description we were going I mean, with it's here. It's a good argument. Yeah, it's a good argument. I'll, uh, I'll go with it for you. Okay. How, do we have any other ones? Oh my gosh. Okay. We do have a few others. I'll just name some of these. So we've got Sadness from Inside Out. Simba slash Pumbaa, so a double header there in The Lion King. Um, Pocahontas and John Smith, so a double header there as well. Yeah, so how do you feel about Pocahontas being labeled as a nine? I, here's the thing. I don't know what other number she would be. And I think the fact that, like, you're very intrigued by her character 
leads me to believe that she could be in nine. She's that mystery, just like you were talking about with Sam. It's like she's one of those characters that you just can't quite figure out. Yeah, I feel like she maybe she is kind of a a nine. I was thinking maybe like seven, six or seven, eight. Like she is challenging her tribe's thoughts on some things and like who she can love and willing to like throw herself on John Smith and be killed for the sake of choosing somebody specific for her and not just wanting to marry Coco. Um, so I feel like she's got a couple of different numbers that come out in her, but I do see that mysterious nine. And then when there is some conflict between the men coming into her land she does still stand up for her tribe as well so she is kind of trying to battle the peace there between what she wants in terms of her heart and like who she loves but still being loyal to to where she comes from and her people so i don't know she's she is a mystery i think yeah and she i maybe i just need to watch pocahontas more it's one of those films that i feel like i watched a lot as a kid but i haven't watched it a lot as an adult and i want to go back and like really study her character maybe she's a five fives want to gain knowledge and she's very curious about what the other guys are trying to do and she doesn't villainize she's kind of like bell you know how bell fit in like all these different numbers and it's it's like we could I don't feel like Pocahontas belongs in a box. Oh, I agree with that. I do and feel it's like John Smith fits that, like, going along with the villain. Like, he is just digging up the land because um, his boss says so, even though maybe he doesn't really want to. I don't know. He, like, doesn't take the aggressive approach that um, Radcliffe does. He is, like, wanting to keep the peace between Pocahontas's people and their guys trying to dig for gold um but he also kind of stands up to radcliffe saying like hey there's no gold here like maybe we should not keep doing this and killing people (laughs) to try to find it he's like nah bro i'm not sure if i'm on board with this anymore (laughs) okay so question marks across the board for a couple of those there but i feel like they have ounces of nine in them yeah definitely i mean i feel like this is the number that we've been able to list off like the most for sure characters but i think that that's the like they're they're friends with everybody there's you know they're easy to pick out in the crowd because they're they just go with the flow (laughs) they're just going with the flow how many times are we going to say go Go with with the the flow flow. (laughs) that's the theme of this episode we're just gonna name the episode disney graham go with the flow that's the closing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where we'll end this. Okay, now we're going to transition into what I call the funnest part of this episode, which is where we get to talk about the follower commentary that you guys submitted on Instagram. So it has been really fun collecting all of your responses over, gosh, the past couple of months um asking you guys questions if you're this type please answer these we'd love to talk about them on the podcast it allows us to really learn more about each of these types and obviously like one of the questions is about what disney character do you relate to most and it's very interesting seeing when and when not those characters actually match up with the research that we did so it's been a very fun part of this journey and so we're going to kick it off with our first question which is what is your favorite part of being this type 
Yes. Okay. We love interacting with you guys in this way and having you be a part of our episode. So let's jump in. Our listener, Kinsey, says that her favorite part of being a type nine is being able to adjust and just take things as they come, a.k.a. go with the flow. A.k.a. go with the flow or alternatively take things as they come. See, we need to start using that Mm. terminology now. Okay, we did have an anonymous response. Our anonymous follower said, it is hard to stress out since I like to just go with the flow. (laughs) Okay, so we are spot on with that description. Okay, type nines, we hear you. Go with yes. the flow. Okay, that was it. And then I'll let you do the last one because it's a special one. Um, we had special Sammy say that <laughs> he can get along with anyone. He's kind of a chameleon and open to a lot of different things. That's so, so fun. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, he's um, he kind of is a man of mystery sometimes. Sometimes you get one version of him and other times you get another. But he is um, definitely... I would describe him as a very fun person. I love that. Okay, so our next question was, what Disney character do you relate to most and why? Okay, Kinsey said Mirabelle. She's the glue of the family, but she doesn't feel that there's anything special about her. I think Mirabelle is somebody who is trying to keep peace between her family and make sure that even though she isn't given a gift she is valuing and highlighting and doting on all the people in her family who are given these supernatural abilities and even though she didn't get it she's not pouting she's just going with the flow (laughs) i love that i i love i'm loving seeing a lot of Encanto characters come Mm -hmm. up in this series I, I love that film. It's so good. Okay, our girl Erin from Erin Goes to Disney said, definitely Anna, stubborn and awkward. <laughs> yeah, I could see that a little bit. I can see Anna being that way. Yeah, we said that she, I think um, we've seen her listed a lot as a two, um, wanting to help and be there for Olaf or Elsa or Kristoff and her peoples. Um, but I can also see her, she is very willing to just do what Elsa thinks is best and go with Elsa's lead, but then at times has very particular things that she's going to be stubborn on. Yeah. All right. So our next response was from our anonymous listener. Then they said, Simba, super happy with the Hakuna Matata life, but will step up for my family when they really need me to. That's a great response. I like that. I think Hakuna Matata is definitely... Hakuna Matata is the motto for type nines. Right. Yes, exactly. Anyone in Animal Kingdom wearing the Hakuna Matata shirt... Which is like everyone. ...must be assumed (laughs) to be a type nine. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of my favorite games to play in Animal Kingdom is how many Hakuna Matata shirts can I count? And I play with my friends. Like, you have to... Like, if you see one, you have to call it out. You have to point at it. Maybe from afar, so you're not like, caught pointing at people, but can't count it out, and you point it, and you say say the number, and you keep your count, and then by the end of the day, whoever has the most wins. Honestly, it's, it's so, like, so many. You lose count. There's so many. There's literally, <laughs> and then you park hop out of Animal Kingdom into Magic Kingdom, and, and you're you like, still oh my god, Matata. <laughs> and you're like, you must have been at Animal Kingdom this morning. Exactly. So. Everyone's saving those Target shirts I love for it. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> they really are. Okay, what's our last response? Okay, our last response is, again, from Special Sammy, and he said, Mickey Mouse. I'm the leader of the club, just trying to make sure everybody has a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. I feel like that's very Sam. Like, he... 
feels like or wants to be in charge, but is also taking a backseat to the group and truly just wants everybody to have a good time. And that is, I feel like that's very him. I don't know if Mickey, do you think Mickey's a type nine? Oh, yes and no. I feel like, oh gosh, Mickey. He's a hard one. He he also is very mis- very mysterious mouse. <laughs> mysterious mouse. Mysterious mouse. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, no, I think. Oh gosh. I mean, I do. I do see the nine. We haven't I, mentioned Fab Five at all in I, any of our descript or our characters. I, we haven't. They're mysterious creatures. I think Donald would be like our eight. I don't know what you would say. Yeah. Goof- Goofy would be. Maybe a seven. Yeah, maybe a seven. Or, I don't know. Daisy could be like a like a four. I was thinking that. Okay, yeah. a four, four, four. Okay, you read yeah, my yeah. mind. Minnie, maybe a Minnie, two. Yeah, I can see Minnie being two, but then Mickey, Maybe he's... Pluto's the nine. He just goes with whatever Minnie and Mickey yeah, and I mean, the gang dog, say. So, like, he really kind of has to go with what his owner yeah. says. But, like, I also see that. Mickey, guys... W- what do you think? What Tell do you us. Think? Yeah. Tell us what you think. Because my Mickey's... brain is a little like, I'm like struggling with this one. Yes. Please send us Mickey's Enneagram type yes. help at Castle Chat. <laughs> help us, please. Send at DM at Castle Chat now. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's go on to our last question, which is what is something you wish others understood about your type? My favorite question of Kenzie said, we adapt to you, which means we have a lot of different sides to us. That's what I do love about nines. They are like willing to meet you where you're at and hear you out and then be like, whatever you do, whatever happens, it's going to be okay. And I think too, something that I have seen about nines in that adaptation to others around them, they are not resentful about that. I feel like other types, if you if they're expected or asked to go with what someone else wants, it stirs up some negative feelings and maybe they're upset that they have to do so. The nines are totally content to actually adapt to someone else. They're not going to be frustrated or mad or pent up about the fact that they just have to follow the group. Yeah. I like I mean, I think type nines can be misconstrued is that the word or um, misinterpreted because of maybe their maybe their lack of opinion coming off as they don't care when truly they're like no I it's it's fine like I'm I'm cool with whatever and some people are like you sure like really because a lot of people are not like that Yeah, it's funny that you say that because our anonymous response says, I don't like making decisions because I truly would just rather do what everyone else wants to do. So I think that that's true of nines. Is it not necessarily being difficult to make a decision for the nines, but they don't want to make a decision on behalf of other people. They would rather be happy to adapt to somebody else's wants because it's easier for them to adapt than feel like they're disturbing the peace by choosing something that other people don't want yeah i mean i relate to that as a six i don't like making decisions but it's and i also would rather somebody else just make it and then be happy but obviously it comes from a different place for me than it does for a type nine yeah okay our last response from sam says as much as i'm chill i can be super stubborn especially when i don't have control 
So I think that this goes into like talking about wings when we've talked about Enneagram wings when you are a specific type you can lean to the number before or after you in some scenarios and so the eights are the Enneagram eights are people who are motivated by craving control and wanting control of their environments and so maybe that stubbornness that we've been talking about with the nines is leaning either to the eights who are craving control or the ones who are craving correctness um, or rightness and so for Sam specifically according to his response when he loses control of something it makes him feel stubborn um or act stubborn because he wants to to have better control over something yeah yeah man all those responses were just so good yeah they really were i was a little bit intimidated by these last few numbers and specifically like i'd mentioned before the nines feel a little bit mysterious a little bit hard to put your finger on and give um good descriptors of i feel like a lot of the other types have distinct descriptions and traits that make it easy to paint a picture of what it means to be that type and because the nines are adaptable they are chameleons and are able to just blend in with the people that they're with um, it's hard to kind of take on that group of people and feel like we're doing them justice because it can look so many different ways Um, but it's been really eye-opening and fun to to talk about the nines. I mean, it's been so fun to talk about all these numbers. Yes, absolutely. Like, this has been such a fun journey from start to finish. I have learned so much about the Enneagram, and we hope that you guys have too. And it has been such a blast just putting a Disney twist on things and making it more relatable to the stuff that we're passionate about, which we already were passionate about the Enneagram, but adding that Disney twist really made it exciting for us. Yeah. From here on out, when I watch Disney movies, I will be assessing their Enneagram type. Yes. We hope you do too, because (laughs) that is just, that just adds a whole nother element of fun to watching Disney movies for sure. Okay. so, So before we end our time together, we've got to do a trip tip for type nines. Yes, again, this one was, I think, a little bit harder for us to put together because the nines, the the trip tip of go with the flow doesn't, it's not the best tip for them because they already do that naturally. So what did we come up with, Court? So when we were thinking about, okay, a nine is going on a Disney trip, first off, nines want to go with the flow. It's very hard to fully go with the flow when at Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any of the Disney parks because there is an element of having to have a little bit of organization when you're entering these massive parks that have multiple attractions. And if there are certain things that you want to accomplish, typically you need to have some type of plan in place in order to make those things happen. So our trip tip for type nines was really just to have a short bullet point plan for your trip. You don't have to have something that's super elaborate and organized and planned out that maybe a type one would have, but maybe just a few, like these are the things we're going to get organized or in line so that um, it's not just a complete go with the flow Disney day. Because I think if you do have one of those days, maybe you're not getting the most out of your money because I think there does require a little bit of structure. For sure. I think Disney, when you are fully going with the flow and have no agenda, it's very difficult to 
accomplish things. So an example would be, okay, well, we'll just walk around starting in Tomorrowland around to Adventureland and ride, you know, this or what, you know, whatever feels good. And then the ride that you are approaching is then a 45 minute wait. And you're like, do I really want to wait for this for 45 minutes or would I rather get a snack? And then if you're just constantly doing that throughout the day, you might just end up not really getting what you thought accomplished. So having a short bullet point list, I think is a good way to narrow your focus and um, go with the flow in a lot of moments, but have um, a specific thing or um, set of ideas to tackle during your Disney days. And if you're ready to book your next Disney trip, you'll definitely want to do that with Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, our fantastic travel sponsor. You can get connected to her by filling out the link in our bio. Once you head to that link, there'll be a form that you can fill out and that'll get you connected directly to Kelly. Her services are free and I would recommend Kelly to even the most seasoned Disney veteran. She takes all the stress off your shoulders. She plans your dining she'll get your your, she'll help you with genie plus she literally will set your resort everything up for you for free and uh, by using kelly you are in turn supporting the castle chat so we really do appreciate every time that you guys get connected with kelly small shop shout out shout out a shop today it will be fun hooray oh my gosh that was amazing (laughs) wow i've had some struggles here in the enneagram um because i feel like i'm i'm really thinking deeply about a lot of things but that one turned out okay yeah that jingle was great and i'm really excited today to talk about our small shop shout out who we got today court we have got shop harlow and grace and let me tell you i have yet to see a small shop that's that's taking this direction yeah i would agree with that assessment um when you're looking for things to wear at disney and you're looking for disney accessories we've seen the shirts we've seen the jewelry we've seen the ears but what does shop harlow and grace have to offer us okay they're taking a different approach when it comes to headwear they have disney themed headbands clips I mean, gosh, what else do they have? Scrunchies? Yes, a lot of hair wear, if you will, that isn't necessarily the Minnie or Mickey ears. I think the ears are a very obvious thing that people like to buy, but sometimes you want a more subtle Disney look, um, maybe a little more elegant. Obviously, when you have ears on your head, it's obvious that you are probably going to a Disney park, but maybe you just want to go out and about and have some Disney flair. I love that. I love that you can make it a little bit more everyday wear, minimalist Disney. We love that around here. So if you are not already following them, you need to head to Instagram right now and give them a follow at shop Harlow and Grace. Well, guys, man, I can't believe we are signing off on the Disneygram. Thank you so much for your love and support through this entire series. We would love to continue to hear your feedback over this and what you guys want to see in the future. We will be back shortly. Don't worry. We have more Castle Chat content coming your way, and we can't wait to see what else is in store for 2023. But for now, we will leave you with what we always leave you with, which is... There's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. 
go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.